The VOD Squad is brought to you with support from our amazing patrons. Join us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central on Twitch. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The VOD Squad, the show where we talk about streaming technology. This is episode 246 here on YouTube. I am Clyde. Today, I am joined by Matthew Ross. Where the hell are we? Uh, apparently, this is YouTube. Oh, it, it I, looks similar. It looks it looks similar, but it's also different. Yeah. It is like I didn't realize YouTube had all these sharp corners on it. I know. <laughs> Michael Aston. Howdy, y'all. And, and Jimmy Trammell. YouTube, we tube, we all tube. <laughs> so now we can officially say we're YouTubers. That's right. Um, no longer okay. split focus. We're Does, only on YouTube. I have a silly question. Does that sure. mean that we have, uh, you know, we, we're, we're influencers? Well, there no. has to be people here to. Well, I guess yeah. uh, Dan's in the chat, and you hold heavy influence over him. So yeah, technically, I, I, yes. Yes, that's true. I do. I, I I I can influence him in many ways, but I don't choose not to sometimes. Well, he has to do whatever you say. Yeah, yes, but also he needs to be able to think independently on his own as well. So you know, not not when it comes to like doing the dishes and taking out the trash. No, no. Sometimes he has to be reminded. That's true. <laughs> he doesn't get to make up his mind about that one. <laughs> How you guys doing? Uh, other than the. Uh, harsh, uh, the the startling the rude awakening to our, to our uh, home. the rude awakening to our new reality. Yeah, we're we're bigger and sharper. <laughs> we are. <laughs> oh, it's because yeah, the chat window's more been... of the screen, and we got sharp corners on our boxes instead of rounded corners. Oh yeah, we're well... bigger and sharper now. Uh, I. I it's uh it's we've lost the chat window inside the stream but it is now part of the stream externally and if you watch us on youtube you will still see the chat uh as a yeah in in time of the video and uh, and the added benefit of uh that is that if you watch the stream after the fact you can scroll back through the chat um rather than being stuck with the stuff that just kind of sits there on the screen on its own Absolutely. So uh, apparently, I am the man. You're the man. I am the man. Apparently. How's that? Well, because they told me I was the best man. What? They like mm -hmm. give you a uh, weapon to like well, protect everybody with, or something? Well, not everybody, just the bride and the groom. Jeez. Oh. Oh. Yeah. See, I was at a wedding this weekend, and oh. uh, my good friend, he got married. And he said, will you be the best man? I said, yes, of course I'll be the best man. He said, I've ordered your sword. I'm like, my sword? He said, yes, you know the job of the best man. I said, actually, yes, I do. I am to be the man who uh, defends you in your place if somebody was to, were to challenge you for rights to marry the person that he wanted to marry. And so, uh, yeah, I had a sword. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's a nice rapier. It's nice. <laughs> I, um, I feel slighted. <laughs> when I was a best man, nobody gave me a sword. Uh, I was a I was a groomsman, and I got a knife. 
if that counts. <laughs> My the friend the friend did give me a throwing axe. Oh. Well, maybe that was what it was for. Subsequently, so maybe it was, it was, it was a, a bladed, uh, a bladed weapon to utilize in his. I body. was required to wear it uh, uh, at the ceremony. So were you also in what? a kilt? No. Oh well. No, it what, was more what, of a Hawaiian uh, shirt theme wedding. So because it was a hundred Hawaiian shirts and swords. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, would, would a light would a lightsaber count? <laughs> Uh, uh, if it was real, I suppose he—he he, he literally told me that if somebody were to come and try to do that, I was supposed to attack, uh, defend him and attack them. You know, uh, he used stronger words than that, but that's okay. <laughs> nice, All right? Absolutely. Well, should we uh, get on to what we're actually here to talk about? I, I, I could talk about swords all night. Oh, I could too, but uh, that's okay. We'll talk about it in the after show if you want. Uh, let's start with the story about uh, Android TV. Android TV is, uh, you know, the pretty, uh, a pretty uh, open platform. It's available on to a lot of different uh, devices out there. Uh, but the newest version, Android TV version 11, is not available on everything just yet. But those people out there at the Lineage OS have been uh, taking that open source project of the Android and moving it over so it works onto the uh, some new platforms, including the two devices that were um, made available by Mike by excuse me, by Walmart. The the on stick and the on box have both been pu published the uh, uh, Lineage OS 18.1 builds that will run and uh, the newest version of Android TV at version 11. Uh, uh, so with a little bit of uh, hacking, a little bit of patching, a little bit of uh, of uh, uh, booting your own version and um, uh, of your own operating system, you can run the newest and latest operating system on those uh, Android, those uh, fairly inexpensive Android boxes. That that's cool. Uh, we talked about uh, a while back that most majority of Android TV devices are on still on nine. Yeah, nine, maybe ten, maybe. And. Uh, the new Google Chromecast with Google TV, Skybox Plus Extreme to the Max um, is, I, I believe it was only on 10. And the ADT3. Um, yeah, that's was the newest the one. Only one. Well, the ADT3 was the developer uh, model, was yeah. the only one with 11. That was the but the newest developer one. That's because they had a one and a two is before that, right? Yeah, and one and two were years ago. Right. So the current the current developer model was the one the only one that was running eleven, because um, that's the test bed. Um, so yeah, that that's good. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it's uh, nice to see. I love the. Well, this is one of the reasons I love uh, open source software is because it, when it comes down to it and you find the the thing you wish it would do and you're thinking to yourself, man, if only uh, there's probably other more dedicated, more hardware savvy and software savvy people out there who are th thinking the same thing and have already planned or, or outright done the thing you were thinking you wish you could do and made it happen because it's available to be done. And so if you want a very inexpensive uh, box that runs the newest software, there you go. Yeah, Although... Um... Quite frankly, the the uh, the Google TV with Android and the whatever the name the dang thing is, uh, that is a fairly inexpensive option to get you up to that as well. So yep, absolutely. 
But if you are uh, on those Android platforms and uh, you've been using it to, with the hopes of using it for streaming video games uh, over the internet to it, you only up to now, you've only had a few options. Clearly, uh, Google's got their Stadia. I don't know if Luna's available on the Google TV platforms yet. Mm, right now, it's only available to Fire TV Prime oh, okay. users. Interesting. Uh, but uh, the Xbox Game Pass uh, uh, device says uh, there has been an Android uh, 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 version of that app, which allows you to play those games on your phone or tablet. But uh, it looks like there is there's a coming version of that ver of that app that's going to be coming to the Android TV. So uh, soon, maybe very soon, we're going to start seeing. The, uh, the Xbox Game Pass available to launch on your Android TV box, so you will be able to play those games um, right there from your Android TV, which excites me because I think the streaming stuff is actually cool. Um, Xbox Game Pass has got an amazing uh, list of games available to it. Microsoft does pretty good with their server backends, and so I suspect it'll be pretty, uh, uh, you know, pretty uh, successful at that. So, yeah, I'm excited about this. Yeah. Oh. All the yeah. games in all the places. That's how I want it. <laughs> I just hope it works good because Steam has had a streaming version available on Android TV for years. The problem is it was terrible. <laughs> it still is not so great. No, because I don't even think they support it. I think they forgot it's out there <laughs> and it's just like a zombie. Um, you know what this means, though? Mm, what? Flight simulator in your living room. Oh, this is awesome. Especially, I but I, I don't. It's going to be so terrible. No. Uh, this is exactly. I want to stream for, uh, Flight Simulator because mm -hmm. Flight Simulator is a ridiculously sized program. Flight Simulator? Yeah. I, I would totally stream Fright Simulator. Did I say Fright Ooh. Simulator? That's a cool know. thing. Yeah, that, somebody should make that a title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but Flight Simulator is such a huge game and such a huge install. And I know that they're going to be bringing it to Game Pass, which is awesome. Because that means you don't have to install any of that. You get to do it over I just, know, streaming. I know how hard it was for people with powerful computers to make it run good. Mm -hmm. How I don't know how it's going to be playable streaming. Well, so they they've ported it to the Xbox Series X and S, and yeah. when you are and when you are playing a game on Xbox Game Pass, you are literally playing it on a server mounted version of an Xbox. Oh, I S. get that. Yeah. I'm just saying, I I can't imagine that a streaming version of that game would be great. I I expect it to be glitchy or laggy, but I no. mean, I I would like to be proven wrong. No, I, I no. Here's the thing: it's so slow paced. It doesn't matter if there's a delay. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful to see. So it's a, it's essentially a giant screensaver for uh, aviation. Well, nerds. it's not. I mean, it's not really <laughs> the flying. That it's all the terrain that is, is being drawn. loaded and rendered and the background. Yeah. That's what I'm. I'm afraid it's just going to be all glitchy and, you know. But no, yeah. it. I suspect it will be wonderful. I will suspect it'll be just as good as on any other platform. Uh, so I I don't see this how this would be a, a huge problem as long as it runs on an Xbox. It should look run just as good on this. So 
Yeah, absolutely. I would okay. totally play with that. Rock on. So if you have a Tesla and you know that every once in a while they have updates for the Teslas, there have been, uh, you know, various updates on there. Like they've been putting games on that that panel that you could do. And, uh, you know, it's having various different, you know, access to different, you know, options like Netflix has been on there for a while. Uh, they're adding Disney Plus to it, which is uh, yet another thing that you can put on your Tesla's very large, what, 15-inch monitor that's built into it uh, and be able to enjoy theater mode, which allows you to uh, watch movies while you're in your car. Because, of course, that's right. You want to watch movies while in your car. Remind you that, yes, you actually cannot watch theater mode while you're driving. That doesn't mean somebody's not going to try because, you know, Darwin, uh, the rule of Darwin exists and uh yeah so they've got uh a whole bunch of different services on there now so they made fake hands (laughs) so that you could drive (laughs) hands-free somebody somebody's already figured out a way to (sighs) to watch video while they're driving so their hands you clip Mm. onto the wheel yes And it looks and it, it, it thinks it, are they automated like with a little bit of of uh something like that like maybe a no, rubble packet just, so they move it, a little. There's sensors in the steering wheel where the auto uh the auto driver won't work if your hands aren't on the steering wheel. So they made fake hands so it thinks your hands are on the steering wheel. Yeah. I remember I there mean, was a guy that got in trouble for like taking a nap driving down the freeway. Yeah, he like should that. be in trouble. Yeah. Well, the the issue, the the difference there that's pretty significant though is that's that's a non-invasive hack, right? <laughs> like you basically are are just manipulating the system. You're not making any actual changes to anything. Hacking hacking the software of your Tesla would violate, I'm sure, your your warranties and such. Well, if people don't don't feel bad about uh doing it to their iphones i don't see why they would feel bad about doing it to their tesla well there's a little bit of a difference in price bricking your seventy thousand dollar car is is a lot more of a strain than bricking your twelve hundred dollar phone i think so the there are some cars that what they do is they actually do an infrared camera that's uh that's looking at you and they actually have an, like an infrared emitter and they're looking for the reflection from your pupils to go and, and and so they know that you're looking at the road or looking at the car's dash or whatever so what happens mm. if you have a lazy eye <laughs> it's like sorry sir you can't well uh, if you have a lazy eye can you drive anyways yeah. i don't know well i don't know maybe I don't no know. you're you can uh, you've got a lazy eye yeah, you can see normally it just looks you like you're not fast, looking right I don't know, uh, but no, but it, that's actually used in a lot of them that are just like uh, awareness monitors to see if you're asleep and they'll shake the chair if you're asleep kind of thing. Um, when those are luxury cars, that's a one way that they can ch- check to see if you're there. So um, the, the thing I really wanted to comment on is the fact that they're adding a car wash mode. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm guessing it's because uh, it really doesn't like to be basically pushed on its own pa- by somebody else's power. I'm guessing. Yeah. And still be on. <laughs> when you activate so, it, it 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 does exactly that. It prevents it. It puts it in neutral and prevents the car from 
freaking out about it. And it also, of course, rolls all your windows up and makes yeah. sure that it's oh, it says it can secure. close or disable everything from the windows to wipers to sentry mode and the parking sensor chimes for car washes with conveyor belts. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there. that's that's another thing. The the automated wipers that auto sense rain and start going. So that would be problematic too. Yeah, because they get ripped off by the by the by the something yeah. inside there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, surprised that's... that Tesla doesn't have uh, strict rules about where you can you're allowed to get your car washed. <laughs> you but... uh, you are not a, a Tesla supported uh, car washing. Who said yeah, so. you exactly. may not take your car wash. Like, Man, all, all I know is uh, in, in regards to breaking it. I wouldn't be too worried about breaking it because there's a good chance it's going to burst into flames just like the, <laughs> the Tesla battery plant down in Australia. Ooh, that's uh, scary. All that power in one small area, something bad's going to happen eventually. Yeah, you're right. No, it's already on. It's, I think it's yeah. still on fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, as I've spoken to some fire, uh, firemen, some, they look at you and say, Sometimes it's just better to let it burn itself out. Well, you know, that well, that you, reminds me of this this great new video that that I heard about. Have you have you have you seen it? You should you should watch it. What what so video pull, are we talking pull, about? Pull it up. Let's let's watch that new oh, video that, is it, it the it, is it, it the fire burning? Yeah, it's, it's the, the fire, fire burning. Oh, it's the fire burning in Australia. That at the oh. Hey, that's Apparently. not that video. Oh, <laughs> It's a Rick Roll. Jeez, man, I don't oh. think we can play it without breaking some type of rule on, you know, various streaming services. But oh well, it's, it's, it looks like that guys have been uh, and his video has been seen a couple couple times now because people keep sending them to his links for some reason. Uh, yeah, Rick Astley's video, uh, which is "I'll Never Give You Up," uh, never gonna give you up, has now crossed the one billion views mark. So it has been. So in other words, people have been rickrolled about uh, 800 million times <laughs> this rain. That's pretty yeah. amazing. All right. I am going to go back a couple because I skipped the story. Uh, it looks like if you have an old original Amazon Kindle, uh, you may be losing your ability to get new video, new, uh, new, new videos, new books over it very soon. That's because if you had one of the original Kindles, first generation, and I think the second one as well, there were there were models with no Wi-Fi, and so there was no way for you to get download anything uh, onto it. The only ways you could connect uh, get it is either through a USB connection, which would still work, still gonna work if you're gonna do that, or it had a built-in 3G modem that uh, was included with the cost of it. It would, for the life of the the device, was going to be able to download your books. Uh, over that at no additional cost to, to you so unfortunately it's not amazon who's killing this it's the 3g providers the the 3g networks are going away <laughs> so it's uh, it's the it's still there if it could connect it would still work uh yeah but unfortunately because 3g is finally going away um you're not going to be able to use it to connect to the internet and download so i mean that's what a 10 year old device or more isn't it uh, I, when did the first one come out? Good question. Uh, it was Thank like you. 2011, 2012. Yeah, that's about 10 years now, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and it's I mean, not like it's not Amazon that's saying we're not supporting your device yeah. anymore. It's which just is that cool. the, 
Yeah, the wireless technology has evolved since then. Yeah. The first one came out uh, in on 2007. Oh, okay. So it's almost 15 years old now, which is pretty awesome. And back in 2007, 3G wasn't even everywhere. No. no. iPhones didn't even have 3G. <laughs> they wouldn't for like two years. Yeah. No, it was the next year. But but yeah, it, they, they, the first model did not. Yeah, it's the silverbacks. Ooh, you've still got a silverback. That be a gorilla phone. Yeah, that's why they called them. They had that. Oh, silver. but the silverback didn't even have gorilla glass. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Should have. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Back where we were, we were here. Um, Amazon has got their Fire TV Cube. And uh, if you have been uh, wanting to use that device to hook it up to display uh, and hook up to a Zoom meeting call, you may now do that. If you have the cube, you, you have to get the correct adapter because I believe the back of the device does not have the a uh, USB. You have to get a micro USB to USB adapter in order to make it work. But you can do that and hook up a compatible uh, camera. And then you can use your big screen TV and uh, the cube in order to access and use your Zoom calls. Um, so this is obviously the kind of thing that people have been wanting to do for, uh, for because a lot of the distance use of has been <laughs> Zoom's been big this year, and uh, so yeah, absolutely, this is now available to you on those uh, devices. Hey, uh, uh, Michael, are you gonna do your next one on your big screen TV? Um, you could. Hmm just needed an adapter you could i say you're the only no. one here that can so i think you have a responsibility <laughs> yeah. uh, well i i'll tell you what i will try it at some point but probably not for this because <laughs> if, if i if i did it well i mean i suppose i could do special it special report my... from our amazon correspondent yeah i i could next not next week but the week after i will i will try to do this we'll we'll be ordering a new a new fire tv cube by then so when i get it i can set it up in my office Ooh. i can i can do it from my from my fancy chair cool i am tr going back in history going back in history going back in history uh it looks like it would be Episode 105 of the VOD Squad, maybe right about then, we made a, we made notice that there was a dispute on Dish Network uh, with the HBO company. And so at that time, they said well, that they were going to lose access to it and uh, you would still be able to access it using the, uh, the external apps. Back then, I believe it was HBO Go and maybe HBO Now. Uh, but those guys that uh, but you would not be able to access the, the HBO network directly through the, the, the dish network because of the dispute. You, you said 105 episode 105. So that that was, was what three years ago. That would be October. Uh, that, so the dispute began in October 31st in 2018. <laughs> yeah. So they Big, just baby. fixed this, guys. You can now yeah. get HBO on your Dish Network box. Isn't that great? Oh my god! I mean, I think the impressive thing is that that we have enough shows under our belt now that we can reference ourselves. As <laughs> I haven't. I didn't open the notes yet. I just got, did it by date, so I might be a little <laughs> off. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's um, uh, I, I'd have no idea why. Uh, that took so long, and I have no idea why 
and at this point almost nobody cares because dish network is probably such a small um piece of the market now and oh everybody's never, okay. moved over to the everybody's I, moved I, over to to using something like hbo say, or is hbo dish, max it, yeah dish what are they is anybody even subscribed to dish dish is getting their money from uh sling tv yeah, but unfortunately, if you are on Sling TV, the new deal that they got to get it mm-hmm. on your, the Dish Network doesn't cover the people who are on uh, Sling TV. You still can't get it if you're on Sling. Yeah, but that that was my point: is who's who's going to benefit from this? Is <laughs> the the I four don't... people still having their Dish that won HBO? Yeah. That's the that's you, there are people who have been like angry about this and are very happy to have it back i i remember this conversation because i believe i was confused at first why hbo would be held out from their own company because i was confusing them with direct tv which would be funny if hbo wasn't available on direct tv um but not uh would it would be funny but not unheard of um yeah congratulations Yeah, better late than never. Uh, hey, so uh, guess what? Um, sorry to say, but looks like Google's at it again and dropping support for you know their various hardware again, making it difficult for those users out there. It's, I can't believe they do this again. Jeez, Google, get a get a grip on what you're doing here. It's horrible. They're so dropping support for it? you to be able to log in on your android phone running android version 2.3.7 or earlier jeez what yeah but But how am i gonna log into my g1 (laughs) with the trackball (laughs) i forgot that had a trackball yeah i mean i'll I'll play devil's advocate here um (laughs) i know it's it's pretty it's pretty difficult with this one because it is so so flagrantly violate violating the the rights of gingerbread android users but they did release that in 2010 yeah replaced in 2011 so we're talking about over a decade old yeah so I guess you have to update your burner phones now, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that thing couldn't even run uh, on the current networks. Yeah. It you yeah, can't even I... use it as a burner phone. Um, yeah. I th- this thing is like this is literally the the Windows like ME of Android. <laughs> there, yeah. there's you know XP uh, still out there that it should be shut down, but. Uh, I mean, hearkening back to pre-show, it's kind of like not getting support for your Commodore 64 anymore. <laughs> How dare they? Tandy! Tandy, yeah. <laughs> I need you to reach out to me because my TRS will not boot. Yeah. Where is my warranty support? Let's go protest the radio shack. Uh, so the good news is that if you do have one of those Nexus One phones, you, there is a uh, ROM for it from, that on the XDA developer site, so you can run Lineage OS 11, which is Android version 4, so you could still make it work. You just have to do a little work. Just had to check on that. I just to make sure. Which is 
funny because we were just talking about Lineage 8, which is Android TV 11. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so if you are interested in the, doing the Google Stadia uh, uh, bundle, they've changed it to, uh, since last time they were doing it. Uh, the bundle includes the new Chromecast, which uh, they were using previously the Chromecast Ultra. This one now includes the new Chromecast and a remote for it. So it's got this the full package and you'll, it provides you with uh, the controller. And altogether, that uh, that bundle there will save you about twenty bucks, and will for because you can get the whole bundle for about a hundred dollars. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It, 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 I like the bundle because it, you can say, hey, for hundred bucks, you can stream your games through this if you want to. I and we we talked about before. Um, I really like this controller. I don't like the fact that they were the only I couldn't use it with my PC. In, Did they USB on, ever work? No, well, I that's the thing. I don't want a cable. Okay. I want my I want a wireless device. And that's why I didn't keep it. Was because the only way it worked, it has Bluetooth built into it. Right. But you can't enable it to join uh to connect to your computer. You can only enable it to like for phone setup stuff and then it goes to the wi-fi uh, um but yeah um uh yeah that's 20 bucks off the regular price it's the same bundle i don't know why they're calling it a permanent bundle chromecast and stadia controller bundle well because when there there were deals early on where when you bought the stadia controller you got the chromecast free right. but those were were special promotional prices and now they're saying you can always save 19 dollars when you buy the t the pair of them together yeah but i i just mean it was always a bundle it was just a different price I, well, I just, right, I, but... my, my 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 complaint isn't with the story but with who the person that wrote the story your title is terrible <laughs> that's all all As right dent. all right hey you know uh youtube premium is pretty awesome i like it because i don't have to get those darn commercials on youtube i love that also you know it gives you other perks like gives you access to the some of the premium video previous premium videos at least it used to i don't think i do that anymore and it gives you access to other cool things like now YouTube, uh, YouTube music and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so in, your, in Europe, they're providing a new way for you to uh, get the premium. They're calling it Premium Light, and it is just, just the uh, YouTube uh, without ads section of YouTube. So the, uh, would the slogan ahead. be "Looks good, less spilling"? Um. Mm -hmm. Sure, or streams good, less streaming. How about that? J so, Jimmy, Jimmy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got the reference club. Tastes <laughs> good, tastes good, less feeling. That's what there was, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, no. So this uh is going to cost. Uh, uh, right now they're only testing it in Europe, and they're charging about half. So normally it's a, a little, a little more than half. Normal price is twelve pounds and or euros, and excuse me, and uh, new this newer lower price is seven euros. So. So, so is it's only ads, right? It all the only difference is that it prevents you from having to watch the ads on uh, YouTube proper. 
It doesn't provide you with any of the other things. Yeah. So my question is, is $8.32 worth the no ad experience? Yes. Well, I mean, right now when you you can get it with an ad blocker for free. (laughs) Yeah. See, I, I, I took Clyde's advice and just got the ad blocker. I agree. The ad blocker does the job. The, the ad would have run. No. no, no, you just watch it. Just plays. It, yeah, it just drops you straight in the video. Yeah. I I thought I was getting. That's why I thought I had premium for so many years. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, YouTube has designed their player so that when it doesn't see the ad, it doesn't like try to do, give you an error or anything. It just goes ahead and says, "Well, we weren't able to play the ad. Just get you straight to the video," which essentially makes it when you block the ad, you just skip all ads and get straight yeah, to the I videos. Mean, I go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yes, you were cheating the channel out of monetization if they are monetizing, but less and less people are monetizing on YouTube anymore because of uh, craziness of YouTube. Yeah. 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 So I don't Uh, feel bad about it. I, in the meantime, do feel like for those who do actually want to earn money for watching, putting things on YouTube, I, this, I'm okay with paying for it because also oh, I get all the other perks as well. So I have no problem with that for now, for now, but well, well, this is a good option. I hope it comes around to everybody and becomes something we can get here in the States. When we get to a thousand subscribers and we can actually monetize our channel, maybe my opinion will change, <laughs> but until then I don't feel bad. Yeah. I, I mean, so here's the thing right now I am, Paying, I, I have no clue, honestly, but I'm guessing about 15 bucks a month for YouTube premium. Um, so that, and and here's here's where it really matters to me because I watch it on a lot of TVs and devices where I can't put an ad blocker on it, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Phone, TV, stuff, you know, granted, yeah, obviously I can on any of my computers, but I, I can't on, on the TVs and stuff. So I'm paying for that because my whole family gets to take advantage of that. So I think it's worth 15 bucks a month. The, the, in, in my opinion, the YouTube music is honestly completely meaningless. I use it because it's there and it's free and it's, um, well, it's not free. You're paying for well, it. Well, it, it's included with what I was paying yeah, for it. Right. Part right? of the bundle. So, uh, in my mind, it's free because, I'm not paying for that. I'm paying for the ad free. Um, so, but here's the, and the main reason I actually use it on my phone is simply because the YouTube experience on the phone intentionally tries to filter out music, right? Like it, it doesn't surface music recommendations and videos that you watch, whereas the, then they reserve that for YouTube music. So that's an annoyance for me. If I switch to this, I would be happy about that because it would save me five or seven, seven bucks a month or whatever. And, but the, the two caveats are, do I still get multiple accounts with it? And are you still filtering out all the music on my YouTube, on my phone and stuff so that it's hard for me to find music, uh, on the phone. So if those two things aren't there, I'd still just keep paying the 15 bucks a month. I, I, it, it's interesting. I'm glad they're playing around with other features and options. And if it ends up saving me a few bucks a month, um, or hopefully I'll realize that it's an available feature and I will actually save the few bucks a month. 
because <laughs> oh, we'll probably let you know if it becomes one. available we'll let you know if it becomes available here so yeah thank um, you. looks like a current the, the current testing has it have almost all the features including a kid the kids mode works on the tvs and all that uh so it's gonna be it's uh, effectively got all the features one of the things it doesn't let you do is get it the act the the download feature apparently that's something that you would have to have the full premium for oh. but um you know that it's that's not bad they have tools out there that'll let you download hey so you know apple tv has uh you know has awesome movies on it just like everybody else and you know there's a way you could watch it on all kinds of different platforms now it's available on things like your roku or your chromecast with google tv and smart tv apps it's pretty cool service you know like many others but it's by apple so you would think that that would be like maybe one of the best services out there with the best quality and you know maybe all the problems wouldn't have be happening on it well for the past month several users have been feel have been uh, dealing with a problem with the movies that either they purchase or they rent are streaming with no audio so uh as of right now there has not been much word from apple about the problem for a month which actually sounds a little bit like Apple they're watching it wrong <laughs> um and i say that because if you remember back about three maybe four weeks hbo max had this same issue and they said it's an hbo issue it is not an apple issue because hbo had switched to a different audio codec and they had the same exact issue now it's affecting actual apple stuff which i think is hilarious so, <laughs> yeah. so should i ask for a refund on my charlie chaplin movies yes <laughs> oh yeah. uh yep definitely you know there's no sound on this thing right? <laughs> um, well those don't those have like the the piano yeah there should be some musical uh, number set to it yeah but um yeah, that's funny. It's it, it's the like like you were insinuated insinuating, they're holding it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that was the Apple thing for the longest time. No, the um, if if the Chaplin's I'm going a slight tangent here. If the the Chaplin movies, uh, you rented them and they sent you a a record in the mail for you to watch it with it. Says and just put play this while you're playing the while you're watching the movie. I'd totally do that. I would totally consider that as a service. Like, get me good old fashioned Netflix where I get the DVD in the mail, but I want to get the the record in the mail from my Chaplin movie. That's what I want. <laughs> Make sure you're running this at forty five. Play play the record on a on a megaphone, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, that would be great. Oh, you need to get it in one of the tubes. Green vinyl. <laughs> oh. Oh, the, the, wax, the wax, the wax tubes. Wax tubes? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. They, don't, they, don't, they didn't sound so good. No. I can just barely hear you by They Might Be Giants. Then you'll know what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, AT&T has spun off DirecTV into its own company. So let's uh, let's go over this in our heads real quick. You ready? Um, DirecTV, satellite company. DirecTV t now streaming company AT&T TV now streaming company by AT&T turned into AT&T now or just or I, I can't what, AT, what no it's AT, it, it went from direct TV now to 
AT&T Now and AT&T TV because they were two different tiers. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And um, then it just became AT&T TV. Yeah, okay. But that we're only talking about the streaming component. Right. So this is the actual satellite business. This is the satellite business? Right? Am I uh, wrong? I'm not so certain. I think mm. it's all of it. Well, but this, if it's a streaming service, is that means it's satellite? <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, because it, it says it's the entire business, satellite yeah. and everything, because it says they received $7.1 billion in cash for the sale, which is a tiny fraction of the $49 billion. Yes, $49 billion it originally paid when it purchased DirecTV back in 2015. Well, in, in their defense, they are only selling 30% of it so oh they're keeping but still they're, they're keeping 70 percent and so spinning it off they but they, they're 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 keeping or they're selling 30 percent of it because they already lost 40 percent of the direct tv's <laughs> original subscriber numbers <laughs> yeah so they're they're basically selling 15 billion dollars of what they paid for seven billion dollars in cash so it's you know i mean it's a it's about half what they paid for that portion of the company, but um, but it's not it's not as bad as it looks because it looks like it's one seventh, um, and in reality, since they're only what, selling, 30%. what is AT and T gonna look like here? Because direct, uh, so they're spinning off Direct TV. Warner's mm -hmm. already leaving because mm -hmm. Warner's gone to go. Uh, with discovery tv babies with discovery <laughs> um uh, or, and yeah. it's gonna be just a cell phone company again and well, yeah. they still own nbc do right? they yeah. i don't know oh, i'm thinking of comcast comcast, comcast owns, owns, owns them yeah. <laughs> no they're gonna be you know wireless, make an chart for and me. then um <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're still going to do the internet service and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, they're like, oh, we can get back to our original mandate being, being a, a terrible internet provider. They yeah. can go back to being American Telephone and Telegraph. Yeah. You I would like to, a Telegraph, being, please. But, I mean, they're keeping keeping ownership of some of these companies yeah. so that they yeah. continue to get revenues from them, but mm -hmm. they can focus on, on being a utility and they they like that pure monopoly world where they have have complete control of things in certain places at least. They don't they don't they don't like well, the stuff where they have to share share power. I, I'm interested to see how it goes. I mean, I am a AT&T stockholder, right? <laughs> and so when they spin off Warner Media, I'll get part ownership in that as well. Uh, so I'm I'm going to, you know, hang on to it and see see what happens there. Very cool. All right. Hey, guys, do you like Spotify? I used to. Do you pay for it or do you use I the free version? I do, and I continually, continually considering uh, changing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spotify has their paid-for service, which gives you access to their vast mm -hmm. library of various music, music available to them with no ads. And they have a free version that has ads. Makes sense. Yeah, they really want to convert those um, no ad users into uh, the, those those free accounts into paid accounts somehow. So Spotify is testing a way to turn the screw just ever so slightly. How would you like to 
not be able to skip a song. Well, except for you when you already, want... you already can't. Well, when it's free. You can't skip songs. You can't skip songs. No. Well, what if you pay ninety nine cents and you could? Just for ninety nine cents, one skip. This... skip? Ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's the way I read it first. It was like but, <laughs> pay a dollar to skip each song, but I must really hate those. Songs. I, that's what I was gonna say because after fifteen skips, you you could have gotten a whole month of premium. Yeah, <laughs> like no. I can. There are songs out there I would pay a dollar to skip, but I would just probably not use the so, service if that's what it. <laughs> if you're not familiar, the way it works for free users is if you are on a mobile device you can't skip songs or sorry you can you can skip songs but only so many you've right. got a limited amount within a specific time frame and you can't but you can't play specific tracks what? you will you will say i want to listen to this and it'll give you you can listen to an album in like shuffle mode um, or if you like want to listen to like a playlist, it'll be in like shuffle mode. What? That's insane. But <laughs> that's on mobile. If you're on the PC, yeah, it, the only difference between premium and uh, uh, the free. free on a PC is so that you get they have ads. That's yeah. it. That's, and that's it's fine. worth yeah, it. I, I think rather than charging them 99 cents, right? Yeah. I think they should just play Never Want to Give You Up every time they play. <laughs> <laughs> so I found it. Uh, free users can only skip six tracks per hour, and they have to listen to shuffled songs on albums and playlists. Yeah. Right. That's, That's so... similar to Pandora. That they, they allow six per hour with a max of 12 a day on the free. Okay. So what? here here's what it is. Uh, so for 99 cents a month... You would still listen to ads, but you would get unlimited skips. <laughs> Which a dollar a month, it's not bad. I'm paying fifteen bucks a month for them to basically tell me I can't uh scroll anymore while I'm driving because they buried everything I wanted to listen to <laughs> under twelve pages of podcasts. Sorry, man. They totally need to split those out, uh, make it a whole different tab or whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would That's make the way it used to be. Difference. But um, they're like, no, they want they're pushing. Listen the to our podcasts. We paid lots of money for these podcasts. Listen to them now. And it's like there's this VOD Squad podcast that's constantly like, you never listen oh, to this. Those guys are jerks. <laughs> I I would tend to agree. <laughs> All right, uh, more news about the cellular world. T-Mobile and Sprint are going to be shutting down their LTE networks, and it's going to happen next June, at the end of June next year in twenty uh, in 2022. So you have about a year left of those LTE networks uh, were still being available to you. Really? LTE? LTE no, is it's going Sprint. Away? It's Sprint's LTE. Oh, oh T-Mobile. Sprint is, became gotcha. T-Mobile. Gotcha. Us T-Mobile shutting down Sprint's LTEs. That makes more sense. Also, it's going to be turning off the uh, CDMA network uh, as of January. So uh, Which, that one's also going yeah. away. Yeah, good riddance on that. 
<laughs> you know, I like my CDMA because it was in lots of places that the other stuff wasn't. So. Oh, you so you like not being able to talk to somebody and surf the web at the same time, huh? Oh, well, I know people pre-surfing the web. When, when I was on a flip phone, CDMA was great when I was traveling cross country because mm -hmm. I would get areas where there wasn't uh, like right. 3G. And I didn't have a smartphone, so I'm not doing internet stuff on my phone. It was just for texting while I was driving. Who, who, who was president then? Uh, <laughs> One of the Bushes. <laughs> well, I didn't get my I didn't get my first Android phone until 2010. I had no interest in the iPhone. So uh, I remember CDMA actually being decently speedy uh, when I did want to use it for internet. Uh, because you know it was actually better than Edge, which was a big deal. I know I couldn't talk and use it at the same time, but that didn't matter to uh, me. So there was a, I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, there there was a time when CDMA was was a, a pretty good technology, right? Absolutely. But in, in like to Clyde's point, uh, pre smartphones, right? Yeah, uh, yeah you but, didn't need bandwidth. I remember. Yeah, you know, I think it's just something you know I, I think this is a smart move by them i mean you know it, it's probably time to retire that that technology yeah right? i mean verizon has been ripping out or actually they ended up selling it <laughs> they they got rid of uh of dsl uh it's time for t-mobile to get rid of sprints cdma so right. i remember long time ago i had a flip phone with from sprint and it had unlimited internet and it was like great that's wonderful <laughs> and so i found out that i could plug my cell phone into my computer and i could access the internet through it and i played world of warcraft over my cellular network for the first time and it was like this is great i mean i had horrible latency it was like 900 <laughs> latency, but, but it was like i could play the auction house here this is great <laughs> so yes it would internet or gaming back in the day my yeah, first back then i i had the pcm cia card in in my laptop that, that let me get cellular internet that was that was some serious stuff right there mm -hmm. i i will say my first cell phone summer of 2000 it was on sprint uh what was the company was it touchpoint that became lg um but uh it was uh it was lucky a, gold star well lucky gold star is lg but they their phones were called something before the lg it was i think touchpoint but uh i may be wrong um but i had that phone it was the most advanced phone it had just come out i could access the internet on that thing <laughs> which meant i could go in type in the web page and then wait for the page to load and the page would time out halfway through and it'd have to start all over and start all over and start all over and eventually <laughs> you get the page loaded and it's like not worth it <laughs> all right where are we in stories here let's see we got a story here about voodoo and fandango now voodoo was the uh streaming service slash uh, di movie service that uh, was i believe uh being done by uh uh by walmart if i remember correctly and they decided they wanted they were looking for buyers looks like they've got fandango uh happy to pick it up they are going to merge together into a single program 
and they will be now just known as Voodoo. So, Voodango. Voodango. Voodango is not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I would. I, I think they should have done that. That's a really good name, actually. <laughs> nah, this is good. Uh, I'm happy because there was a lot of people who did buy their stuff on Voodoo, and uh, they, I imagine what could have happened if uh, that got dropped like a hot brick, and so. All those people would have lost that unless they, unless they uh, move their movies over to something like Movies Anywhere. So uh, I'm happy that the, the, serv- the service is continuing on one way or another. And Fandango, it wasn't that popular of a, of a, stream, of a movie uh, pick, pickup service. So it makes sense for these two smaller companies well, to combine. Fandango is the place where you buy movie tickets. Right. But they also And what do you into... do when you're nobody's buying movie tickets? You go out of business. Yeah, but they did go into buying they your movies. tried to Fandango diversify, now. but it was too little too late. And was it also, movie phone had the movie phone guy and yeah. Mm-hmm. And, did, and movie did Fandango a, buy that? No. Uh, movie pass bought them. Movie pass bought the, that Fandango by the movie pass, the movie phone guy bought movie phone. Yeah. Oh, that was okay. their big purchase. And oh. then they went bankrupt and don't know where, where it ended up. So, <laughs> Oh, and I, I on that I think I finally got paid out on what my my movie pass stock. Oh yeah. Or my, uh, whatever the company was. You willing to share how much you got paid out? I I don't know. Less I'd than you put look. in. I think my account currently has like. Can it go negative? Twenty dollars, <laughs> which isn't bad because I think I only spent like. I spent like 30 bucks. I bought like 30,000 shares or something because it was so <laughs> far below zero. And I ended up with like 15 or $20 and there's 15 or $20 in my account. So I'm assuming that they, it just paid it just me disappeared. Out. <laughs> oh, well, but. the giant experiment failed. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, you know what, uh, what experiment didn't fail? Uh, last week, did we get banned? Officially. No. Oh, actually, that did kind of fail because we never got banned. What? No. With all the crap we did? I, I think uh, they don't pay attention to channels that only have like three viewers. <laughs> um, Aww. No, we our grand experiment uh, over at Patreon.com. Oh. Yes. Uh, we had started the Patreon and some people showed up nice. and they're still around. So I would say that's an experiment that's a success, right? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you're uh, listening to this after the fact and you're thinking, you know, I would like to be part of their experiment. I wouldn't mind being part of their beta test, should we call it? <laughs> the beta test. Will people give us money? <laughs> um, just head on over to patreon.com slash the VOD squad. And you, too, can be a willing participant. <laughs> and on that note, why don't we get into some rants and some raves? All righty. Rants, raves. What is going on? I just really briefly want to uh, talk about something that I believe we talked about years ago. Uh, you were um, going to get a sword? No. But uh, I was uh, taking my uh, I, I was uh, I was out going over to, to visit a little bit more after the wedding with uh, my friends who got married. And I said, 
uh, they said hey let's uh we got a movie we want to watch let's watch this movie i said okay and they put it on i've never heard i don't remember hearing about it but after we started watching it, i was thinking i have heard about this it's called hardcore henry oh yeah and uh it's uh the premise is it's an action flick totally from the first person point of view you see mm-hmm. uh and he the, the guy he has amnesia he can't speak it does a really good job of setting this up so it really immerses you into the movie yeah and it is so full of action and so we sat down we started watching it it was just like wow this is amazing they're going really hot really into this and they're just getting started you know crazy things are starting to happen and the power went out <laughs> Due to the fact that um, uh, where the wedding was, uh, it was so dang hot and so dry and fires everywhere and smoky that, uh, yeah, it looks like power went out to the entire town, like three towns around, too. So I'm pretty sure that you guys (laughs) caused that power outage. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I don't know. All I got to say is that that was... um, uh, that the first 15 minutes of that movie were intense and I, I i'm gonna have to finish that movie sometime i just need to figure i'll have to watch them see figure out where to watch it so uh, <laughs> hardcore henry not for kids but um definitely um heavy duty so last year last year i had mentioned hardcore henry in the fact that i realized the movie released a year too early because the way the movie is formatted, it would have been perfect for Quibi. Ah, that's right. But it was, it is probably the thing that might have made Quibi successful had it been a year later on Quibi and not in the theater. And it may, Quibi may have made it more successful because it was, I think, if I remember right, it was technically a bomb in the. It didn't do good in the theater. No, that's too bad. Well, I just looked it up on Just Watch. Uh, it's for rent and for buy everywhere, but it's mm-hmm. also for free streaming on Tubi and Pluto TV with ads. Fair so enough. that's well, I'll probably watch it on one of those. I don't know after. if you want to. I don't know if you want that movie to be interrupted by ads, though. Yeah, if Tubi it's a or very like fast paced, it doesn't and stop. You need to kind of get into it and be focused and experience it through his eyes and then it'd be pretty jarring to all of a sudden cut to like a colgate commercial (laughs) especially if it was first person that'd be really weird (laughs) (laughs) no uh no but if if i could uh, that actually that movie is so intense and so into it I could see myself wanting a break. And so as long as the ad breaks were like pretty well spaced out, I would be okay with that. And go to, and, and, and also if they put them in, in, I'm sure you could find good spots to find an ad break. That doesn't yeah, but that those, make sense. But those ad breaks are usually put in by an algorithm. I know. And not necessarily going to find the best best spots. Well, maybe I will watch it on both platforms and tell you which one yeah, does it do better. It. <laughs> um, I, I gotta say the while this show doesn't sound appealing to me in any way, um, it does have a distinct honor that I have never seen before. It is on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It has almost exactly the same score from 
the reviewers and the audience. <laughs> Very uncommon uh, result. And they're both right about 50%. So yeah, it was... I would say that's pretty dreadful reviews from from uh... both uh, audience and, and critics, which you expect critics to hate action movies in general, just because they're not meaningful and moving and powerful. Um, but audience usually enjoys that kind of movie. So it's an interesting take. This, this is the movie that goes against the rule of Clyde. Oh. Because typically, if the critics love it, I'll hate it. If the critics hate it, I'll love it. But when it's exactly the same on both sides, I think that's just why I never watched it. So I don't hate <laughs> it. I don't love it. I just have no interest in even watching it. So, also, I got to say, the premise of this movie is um, I could see why a large population of the people, like half, absolutely would hate it. Because the first person view of it is jarring to watch. It is, you know, if you get immersed in it, it would be very You need to watch to it watch. in VR. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make a version of this in VR yeah. so you can look around and yeah. see everything happening. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Well, that was the one thing I was thinking was that this this looks like it's made to be watched with VR, but um, but at the same the, time, yeah. also people about it's 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 full of uh, some a lot of violence and lots of blood. So, and I love the fact that they make that perfectly clear right in the. Uh, uh, the intro, the intro of the, you know, where they're telling you the, the all the people who made it and all that. It's like, so, it's very hardcore. Henry. Suddenly, <laughs> I am very curious about your friends that said we have to watch this. Oh, <laughs> the, they're very into all kinds of weird stuff. Okay. All kinds of weird stuff. All right. Come on, they bought me a sword. <laughs> you, you, you need to, they sound like people that, uh. That need to be introduced to movie party. <laughs> <laughs> they might like it. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike. All right. Well, has has anybody here been to Disney World? Uh, back in the nineties. There is a ago. ride at Disney World called the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, that's a Disneyland. You're getting them confused. No, it's a Disney World. That's a Disneyland. That, first. That, that, that's just a cheap knockoff. Disneyland too, but it's not um, the original. Yeah, but the, that's fair. Um, I, I can never remember what's at both or one of the parks or whatever like that. I've been to both of them, but um, every time I go, I like to ride the Jungle Cruise because mm -hmm. I enjoy the heck out you of it. You like the ride. cannibals? And yeah, the cannibals. <laughs> they were my um, they were my favorite part of that ride. Yeah, they yeah, took them out. and I loved the. Um, the puns and the horrible dad jokes. Mm -hmm. It's great. Every time you go, they have different puns. There's some that they always use though. And so uh, this week we watched the Jungle Cruise movie with The Rock and somebody else. <laughs> I don't know the other person. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, yes. Yes, yeah. Um, I it had a lot of the puns it was great they they stayed true to the ride and i really enjoyed it it was a great show uh, a great movie it was a lot of fun and um yeah I, I, all the people i hear about it say it's not high-end art it's definitely not gonna <laughs> win you know it's it, a rock movie but it is a lot of fun art. 
and you will enjoy the ride essentially so so i am i take offense to this really because when they started making ride themed movies they've made three right well yeah i guess um, but the thing is, where is Matterhorn? Ooh, the Matterhorn Ma- could be good. Matterhorn, it, it would be the obvious choice. Now, there's not much story to the Matterhorn, is there? Uh, there's like a, you're trying to get down in your bobsled. There's avalanche. There's like a big Yeti monster. Okay. There's all kinds of stuff. I mean, okay. dude. There's not really any story in Pirates of the Caribbean, but they still managed to fashion an entire world with, like, layers upon layers of lore. (laughs) Yes, they did. They were able to do that with that one. Absolutely. But at the same time, so there have been three Disney rides turned into movies. And I would say that... um, Well, what was the third one? uh, A horrible, horrible, horrible failure in the haunted house made by eddie murphy oh, oh i thought you were talking right. about they, they made that future land movie but oh that's, that's not a right ride. they did that's make Tomorrowland of tomorrowland but that's not a ride that's an area of the park so but yeah they did I... make tomorrowland and um yeah that didn't do so well too either did it no but no it, but they it, did it do all the haunted George mansion clooney and quite frankly i never saw the haunted mansion uh uh by with eddie murphy <laughs> I, 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 I imagine with Eddie Murphy, it's probably be pretty good, quite frankly. I think I have seen it, and I don't think it was very good. I, I mean, yeah. Eddie Murphy has has kind of he he's a fifty fifty actor. In, well, in he, he's he was on that was when he was on his way out, right? Yeah, he actually a made a resurgence in this yeah, last me. year. Uh, I think he's been redeemed. Uh, so um, yeah, I, like- I don't know. All I gotta say is, uh, um, uh, uh, what was it? Be- uh, uh, what was the what was the one he just did on with Netflix? Uh, not Netflix with Amazon. He just did the, the sequel uh, to Coming to America. Coming yeah. to America. Too. Coming the number two America. Uh, if not the best uh, uh, funeral scene, easily top five. Gotta say. <laughs> did people fall out of the coffin? Oh no! Oh. But it was the if if, if you've not seen that. I okay. I'll get to it eventually. I, the movie is it's funny. It's good. It's 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 fine. The funeral scene is easily top five ever yeah. funeral scenes. I ever. love the original. It holds a special place in my heart, especially since it has ties to, um, to uh, was it Easy Money or what was the mo- the other one? Uh, um. um uh, but, 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 but. what was the one where he yeah, was, he was playing, a, trading uh, places trading places so it's got references to trading places you know yep. which was cool i am not that i i i the all the hype and the blatant cash grab nostalgia that motivated the making of this movie just made me very not interested really hmm. it was kind of uh, made me disinterested. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. someday I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll probably watch it eventually too. I'm, I'm kind of with Clyde on that. I'll probably watch it eventually. But the original, you know, I mean, the diversity of, of characters that uh, both Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall did in the original one, I mean, I, I thought it was just great to see them do that many characters in a movie, right? 
And it was, um, I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah, you know, it's another one of those that probably wasn't going to win any awards, right? But but everybody loved it, right? And uh, everybody watched it. it. I think it did, you know, very well. At the, at the when Darth Vader office, is right? his father. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. funeral scene, by the way. He, oh. It's his funeral. Okay. Yeah. It's it's great. It is, it is seriously, I loved it. Was there like little fur balls dancing around and cheering? No. 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 I don't remember what that song was that they were singing. Yeah. Nub nub. Something. Yeah, John Amos was also in that original. Yeah. Right, which which he's no longer with us now. Right? Nope. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Jimmy. That's it. Yep. I'll concur with you, Matt. It's it's a fun movie. Cool. So. Yeah, so uh, so me so me and my wife last week, you know, we uh, we got into the Netflix series called Heist, and Heist is an interesting docu series that um, it, it does these these stories of these um, you know famous robberies you know that that went on, and uh, I think there's about maybe six episodes to this docuseries and every two episodes talks about the you know the one famous heist and it's uh uh if you like you know kind of like the the crime story type docuseries right that kind of thing you'll find this interesting and um uh this one was really good the the very first story i thought was the best right uh very very interesting story you know so robbery that takes place back in the I won't tell everything but it's it's a, it's a robbery that you know takes place back in the early 90s and um you know and it went on for years and they never did you know catch the people you know and I, I i guess that's that's i'll just stop there you know on, on what it's about but um <laughs> but if you if you like you know the 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 crime story docuseries type mm -hmm. shows now you you'll enjoy this one and all this was uh, quite well done, right? Uh, we we really enjoyed that, so I, I'd, I'd recommend it. Very cool. Rock on. Well, it's, I don't know, this isn't really a rant or a rave. Uh, I've been meaning to ask for several weeks, but I haven't had the ch chance. Jimmy, mm -hmm. have you watched McCartney 321 yet? Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, uh, if I hadn't uh, missed the show that that week, because I watched it the weekend that it came out. Oh, okay. Right? And, oh, I, I can't rave enough about that. I mean, that was just excellent, yeah. right? I mean, it, it was, you know, interesting thing, you know, about that is that, and, you know, Paul McCartney, you know, and the Beatles uh, mm -hmm. have kind of done this kind of thing before. They did it back when they were famous. They would do kind of like these little uh, mini documentaries, you know, or, or yeah. sort of speak. You know, they do the interviews and they talk about how they came up with, you know, their their creativity and how they did things and all that. And then uh, back, what was it, twenty or thirty years ago now, when they did the anthology project, right? Um, that, that was another, you know, um, instance of, of when they did that. And now you got the McCartney 321, right? Where, again, he, he goes out and yet even more stories that we haven't heard yet. Yeah. Uh, the creativity, you know, that, that he 
and the Beatles and other artists that he that he uh, carries on about in in that uh, uh, series. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're a musician, and you or if you just like music in general, right? You you definitely have to watch that one, right? Well, and especially if you're a McCartney or Beatles fan. I was gonna say if you're a McCartney fan because they do get into like Wings stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not specifically just Beatles. Um, but it was one of those things where I watched it again when it, it popped up and I was like, I don't know what it is, but I'll, I'll watch the first episode and I, I dug it. I did realize, though, it's something I never, never even would have considered. But like when they were going through and like isolating like his bass tracks and stuff. Mm hmm. I apparently they there's some stuff he does and he's like oh I don't know why I did this about you know whatever I'm like oh, I do that and then it was like oh I must have, I subconsciously was influenced by him in ways that I never thought because mm -hmm. it is completely the the part is completely counter to what you think of the Beatles you know you don't even notice it in the context of the song and it's like oh and then he he that was when Rick Rick Rubin told him he says, "Well, you're 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 more of a lead bass player," and that's yeah. always been my joke is is like, "Oh, I'm I'm the lead bassist <laughs> because I don't." Well, well, you but, know, fun fun fact, you know, about Palmer McCartney, and yeah, he was the mm -hmm. Beatles bass player. Yeah, right. And um, and, and you know, just a quick bit about him playing the bass, right? You know, he he makes reference. That um, I can't, I forget the artist's name, but he was the bass player for Marvin Gaye, mm -hmm. right? He, he mentions him in in this yep. uh, series, right? And, uh, and or, he's, no, he no, said, wasn't Marvin? Was it Marvin Gaye or Little Richard? No, it was the bass player of of Marvin Gaye, right? And when he heard that bass player, you know, oh, he, he oh, oh, you mean he was influenced by? He was influenced yeah, yeah, by yeah, him yeah. for for later stuff that he did yes, with Wings, yes. right? You know, so and and if you listen and and I never really put two and two together until he said it in that series, right? But you can you can hear when you when they showed that that bit of where he was playing the bass. In my mind, I was like, okay, that's where he got that sound when he did silly love songs, you know, with wings, right? Yeah. You know? So, um, but I mean, you you could kind of see some of the stuff that he kind of or kinda or that the Obladi song is completely ripped off. Of uh, of was it what wasn't uh, who was it ripped off of? It's that other song. It was like, oh crap, that's the same song. Let's let's just change this pattern a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right, but but fun fact though, I mean, um, so Paul McCartney was you know the bass player of the Beatles, and, and all the bass stuff you hear are nearly all. I think maybe they might have been one or two songs where maybe either John or, or George Harrison played bass, but but um, but for the most part, it was always Paul. But uh, everybody, you guys remember the, the song Taxman. Mm -hmm. um, so like, you know, so like the, the, the guitar solo on, on Taxman was Paul McCartney, yeah. right? It, yeah, it wasn't George Harrison. Everybody thought it was yeah. George Harrison that played that bit, but it wasn't. It, it was Paul McCartney. That yeah, did. I mean, when they played it live, George Harrison had to learn it. But Sure. But, but, yeah, but, on, but on, the, on the record, yeah. it, it, was, it was Paul McCartney. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So I figured you would. I figured you'd be all over it, and I was yeah. curious if uh, if you. Oh, another fun fact to too. Yeah, so, so you you're get me giving away the, all the reasons to watch no, the show. No, no, no. This is has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> another fun fact about the Beatles. So, you, you remember the the song "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Yep. Right. So, uh, so the the guitar solos there was uh, Eric Clapton. Oh yeah, is who it was. Right? Yeah, they talked so. about that too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Maybe I missed that or something. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I, I will say my my favorite Beatles reference that I, I like to refer to goes back to one day in, in, uh, in church, my dad had asked to define love is blank. What does it mean to you? Love is or no, what was it? A, or sorry, happiness. Happiness is blank. And the only thing I could think of is happiness is a warm gun under my pillow. Oh. <laughs> Courtesy of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, he didn't appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note of not appreciating things, we do appreciate all of you for being with us tonight. Uh, we do this every Wednesday night now on YouTube. I got to train myself not to say that, that, that dirty T word. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're here or you're not here or wherever you are, we do this live. If you come, you get to participate in the pre-show post-show. Yes, there is a post-show where we select titles that have been submitted throughout the show yes you also get to submit titles if you're here but if you can't or you don't want to be here download the podcast it's available everywhere the podcasts are available on that note uh thanks everybody thank you guys let's uh get out of here bye good night everyone good night the diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs>